0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. San Diego
1: Padres finished with... 705 runs scored last season. They were 8th best in the National League, right in the middle of the league. The Padres finished with 153 home runs. They were 12th in a 15 team league. The Padres finished with a 241 team batting average. Once again 8th in the league. And the Padres finished with an OPS of exactly 700, which is ninth in the league. So it's fair to say that the Padres offense was in the second half of the National League last year, despite the wonderful season they wound up having. Welcome back to Gwyn and Chris, 223 is the time. Because the Padres offense was so hit and miss last year, many of you blamed it all on the failings of hitting coach Michael Burdar. Guess what? You're not going to have Michael Berdar to kick around anymore. Just
2: the next hitting coach.
1: That's right. Just whoever the next hitting coach is, you can kick them around. Berdar is the new hitting coach for the Detroit Tigers. After spending. (gasps) Yeah. He's left the Padres for that cushy position of hitting coach with one of the worst franchises in baseball, the Detroit Tigers. Apparently, he's closer to home. The Padres had no problem letting him interview with Detroit, and Berdar apparently has ties to their general manager, Scott Harris.
2: This doesn't happen often where a coach makes a lateral move. I mean, a lot of the times, a, a team will not allow that to happen.
1: Is this truly a lateral move? Hitting coach to hitting coach? Hitting coach from the Padres? Hitting coach to the Tigers? Seems like a slight, I, I, yeah, yeah,
2: decline. Because you, you ask went from me. hitting coach of an NLCS team to the hitting coach of a team that didn't make the playoffs, a team that never makes the playoffs. Yeah, I, this is a very strange move. And it's very it's also very strange that Well, no,
1: I don't find it to be totally strange if the guy's from the Detroit area Oh no, he that's not his family talking about. there, maybe his wife, his kids want to go back towards Detroit, saw an opportunity, wanted to interview to see if it was possible, turned out it
2: was. And and that's fine. If that's so, what he wanted to do, that's what he wanted to do. Uh the the more the the pressing question to my head is why do the Padres cycle through hitting coaches. Every single year. I think this is their seventh hitting coach that they're about to hire yes. since 2015. Yes, it will be their seventh hitting coach under A.J.
1: Preller's leadership when the Padres announce a new hitting coach. But what I want to know is are you happy about this move? Are you concerned about this move? Could you care less about this move? Padres now have a new hitting coach. Michael Berdar is now with the Detroit Tigers. I, it, it seems to me that if you're the Padres... And your hitting coach comes in and says, "You know, I'm from the Detroit area. They have an opening. I'd like to interview. I think you're kind of hardcore if you sell if you tell the guy no.
2: Yeah, you are. I think are, it's a little
1: hardcore to tell the guy no. You you pretty much have to. So I don't want it to seem like the Padres were happy to let him go, but at the same time, it doesn't seem like the Padres were all that interested one way or another." As to what happened with Michael Burdar
2: That is true. That is so, true.
1: So, you know, take it how you want to take it, but the Padres will have a new hitting coach for the seventh time in the last eight years Doesn't that Doesn't season. that worry
2: you at all? It doesn't. It, that, I don't know why, first but of hits out coaches, to me as a lot of hitting coaches.
1: It does sound like a lot, but first of all, hitting coaches do move around quite often. Secondly, hitting coaches for the Padres, it is not. It's like being pitching coach for the Rockies. I mean, you're you're up against it to begin. You're you're already, you know, working uh, against a stacked deck. Petco Park, especially early in the season in San Diego with the Marine Lair, we've discussed this many times, Petco Park is not an easy place to hit. So you go there as a hitting coach. I mean, I said it many times during the course of the season. Berdar, the previous season, was the hitting coach for the San Francisco Giants when they won 107 games seemed like he knew what he was doing then seemed like everything the Giants did turned to gold under Michael Berdar but not everything the Padres did turned to gold under Michael Berdar I mean their offense was incredibly, wildly inconsistent Middling. last year Middling. it went it went long stretches had 20 innings without a run 25 innings without a run right?
2: So, well, yeah, I remember talking about a few times this year where the sky was falling, and, and it was hard baseball am the I'm not, I'm not lying about every that. Every time
1: the sky was falling, it was because the hitting was suffering.
2: It and was. And that was
1: blamed by many of you out there on Michael Berdar. But you're right, Scraby, when you talk about the fact that it doesn't matter who the hitting coach is going to be
2: next year, they're going to get blamed every time the Padres go into a slump. I mean, it is kind of in your title that you should. If if there's someone to be blamed, it's got to be the guy who is in charge of hitting. But ultimately, the players are the one who who hit, and we we say this all the time. It just, um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe hitting coaches just aren't that important. Well, in the scheme of things, I don't tell that to Ryan Flaherty. Uh, No, I'm not saying no. Because Ryan Flaherty is likely going to be the new coach. Well, Ryan Flaherty is a part of the staff. I trust what they're doing. I'm not like I'm not like thinking that the Padres are making mistakes or anything. I trust them to figure it out because that's what they do. And they haven't led me astray in the last couple of years. So why not?
1: Well, there are two reports, including one from the San Diego Union Tribune that says that uh, Ryan Flaherty will indeed be the new hitting coach. So there's not going to be an opening for long. Flaherty moves over where he was one of the bench coaches and will now be the Padres' seventh hitting coach in nine seasons. I had said eight, actually nine seasons. So there you have it. Apparently the Padres had talked about having more than one hitting coach even when Berdar was the guy. Ah, uh-huh. They had talked about having Flaherty work in that role and – uh so he's going to be in that role now, and we'll see what happens.
2: Hey, I like what he did when he took over and managed for the team when uh, Ryan Christensen and Bob Melvin were out. So. Seemed to do a nice little job. Yeah, for it seems a like of he days. has the respect of the players. Seems
1: like he knows what he's doing. Well, look, I mean, uh, your hitting coach can only do so much, but I, I, I think it is, you know, somewhat interesting that the Padres have had so many different guys, and most of the guys that they've had all of you out there blame for all of their problems. And it's kind of <laughs> enough Enough with that. I mean, to me, you're right. A hitting coach is just that. A hitting coach, let him come in, do his thing. It's up to the players to get the job done. Petco Park is a tougher place to hit, especially early in the season. But I guarantee you if the Padres get off to a slow start offensively, it'll all be... Oh my God!
2: Where's Michael Perdew? <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe uh, you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably right.
1: Well, one guy that he won't have to work with or get to work with next year is Anthony Rizzo. Rizzo, Rizzo rather, has re-signed with the uh, Yankees, multi-year deal. So that was one of the free agents that come off the board today. I think this was Rizzo a- gets a fifty-one million dollar deal. He'll make thirty-four million over the next two seasons. And then has a club option for 2025.
2: I, I was going to say, because I saw on TV that he is making two years $34 million. That's not as much as I would have thought he would have commanded. Well, he's
1: getting $40 million guaranteed that's money. That's a lot. That's what it's a lot. Guaranteed money. Yeah, if that's Rizzo where it's a never lot. suits up again, he's getting $40 million. He had 32 home runs for the fourth time in his career. He's never hit more than that. Interesting. Four times he's hit exactly. Thirty two home runs. He only had seventy five RBIs last year, hit two twenty four. But in this day and age, two twenty four gets good. you forty million dollars. That is that is insane. That's really crazy, is it not? I mean two twenty four. <laughs> that's really low. <laughs> I mean, I know that all of us think that Rizzo is really an all star type player, but two twenty four, come on. gotta do a little better than that to get forty million bucks. But Yankees re sign him. One other move that was made today or signing. The Angels have taken left-handed pitcher Tyler Anderson away from the Dodgers. He has agreed to a deal with the Halos cross town, as it were. Anderson was given a uh, $19 million one-year qualifying offer by the Dodgers, but instead he opted for a multi-year agreement. He should, with all due respect. 32-year-old Anderson had easily the best season of his career last year going 15 and 5 with a 2.57 ERA. I believe he was the starting pitcher in uh, game 4 of the uh divisional series, the game that the Padres rallied for five runs off the the uh, Dodger bullpen.
2: Well, oh yeah, he did have win. a good night too. Pitched very well in that
1: game. But, made himself uh, a little bit of money right there. Made himself a little bit more money. So I'm uh,
2: realizing a lot more and more as I do this job and, and learn about the business of sports that players sometimes, it's not all about the money. It's about the number of years you have well, on the deal.
1: You want a little uh, security yeah, for yeah. sure. And if you're Tyler Anderson, uh, the chances of you having another 15-5, and 5, 2.57 ERA season next year. Pretty low probably not that good so go ahead and take the multi-year deal and that's what he's going to do all right we'll talk about that with Dylan Hernandez from the LA Times Dodgers offseason concerns Lakers in season woes it's all coming up as Gwen and Chris returns on 97.3 the fan
0: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what